Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at SealCoatFlorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR 15 and AR 308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast Collection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hot for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome to Arms Room Radio. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike, and I'll be your guide for the next two hours. Hey, before we get started here on the program on this beautiful day, let me go around the table and introduce my fellow patriots. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Ah, good to be back, good to be back. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Things going all right for you this week? So far, so good. Yes. Uh, you know, everything everything good. No no unexpected trips to prison. No, no. I was able to avoid all that. that good, that's yeah, a good week, then. That's yeah. a good week. Mm-hmm. Good for you. He, he likes my new bump helmet, too. <laughs> oh, well, you know, hold on a second here. Let's see. On my left, guarding the door with his new bump helmet, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome back Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Uh, now, wearing the bump helmet to the show, I have to say, dedication, right there. Well, I'm I'm trying to get my head used to it. Like wearing a hat a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to, yeah. you know, that's uh, Maverick. I, I yeah. wore this hat for two years, getting it used to my head. You know? Yeah. So to explain to everybody what a bump helmet is, not everybody has a bump helmet. I mean, yeah. everybody at the table does. It's, We're just not wearing them at the moment. Huh. I left mine at home. 
I brought mine with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I left mine at home. That's why I showed because I didn't <laughs> see it. Uh, it. It is a it is a helmet designed to be for close quarters combat. It it has the ability to have hearing protection attached to it, night vision equipment that attached to it with counterbalance weights. It's not really designed to stop any bullets, but then again, most helmets don't stop bullets anyway. Uh, they're really more designed to make everybody look the same. Uh, but my bump helmet is that I, I tend to smack my head into things when I'm trying to uh, to do things. So it's more like a really cool tactical hard hat. They, they got their start from uh, special operations. If you remember watching Black Hawk Down, we've had uh, Colonel mm-hmm. McKnight on here before. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the, the full incident. The special operations guys wore... Before they were called bump helmets, they were they were hockey helmets, and that's what they wore were hockey helmets because when they were going in and out of tight places and coming in and out of the birds, they were special special guys, so they didn't need regular equipment. They could pick what they want. They used hockey helmets, and I'll tell you one of the reasons, and you're going to laugh, but this is one of the reasons they started wearing hockey helmets. Uh, well, one, it was to keep them from bumping their heads against things, but I experienced the same phenomena and uh, always thought, wow, I should probably get a helmet for law enforcement work. Now... When I made the switch from you know military into law enforcement, uh, was uh, pretty pretty seamless. You know, uh, you know, it was it was it was okay for me. It worked fine until we got the AR style rifles, the M16, the old M16 rifles converted to civilian use for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And now here's a rifle I'd been carrying for years and years and years, right? And now I'm going to go use it in law enforcement, and we're going to go to the range. And I helped instruct because I had all this experience in this rifle, and they let me go to the range for it. And I got up there to go instruct, and I take this <laughs> rifle, and I'm holding the magazine, and I said, here's your magazine. And oh, I take you didn't. The, I, <laughs> you didn't. I hold it in the magazine, and I'm showing everybody, make sure you seat your around. Now, this is in classroom, and I'm taking the magazine with the with the primer side of the ammunition in the mag, and I, and I hit it on the uh, the, the base of my, my, my palm, you know, the hard part of your, or your palm. And I say, make sure your rounds are seated. And by that, I mean, make sure all the rounds are to the rear of the magazine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That way, when they come up through the mag well, they're not binding up, they're not getting caught, you're not having double feeds. Well, we go out to the line and we go to shoot, I pull it out of a mag pouch, just like I've always pulled it out of a mag pouch. I grab that magazine. And muscle I'm, memory takes over. Muscle memory takes over. I go to seat that round, and I slam it into my helmet <laughs> to make sure which it you, seats. What, what, which you're what not helmet? wearing. I'm not wearing a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing a helmet. I'm not wearing a helmet. Now, yeah. you know what that's referred to? And you laughed at me when this happened, mm-hmm. when I wouldn't drop a magazine onto the ground. Yeah. It's called a training scar. That's exactly right. And, and now exactly it's right. a real scar. Yeah. yeah. And if you look right here, right here, you could still see the We're corner the of an AR magazine. Right here, right here in Right. Yeah. It's it's behind the hairline here. I, I've got a I've still got a scar from where I did it. Now, all the other military guys or all the other non-military people, the law enforcement only guy, they went, oh that dude's hard, <laughs> you know. And all the military guys go, what a knucklehead. <laughs> that guy. That's, forgot he wasn't wearing a yeah, helmet. Yeah, exactly. That guy forgot he wasn't wearing one. So, so that's it. Sorry, Kevin. I know we had talked about. Something else prior to the show. But this was funny. <laughs> this this, was this came up when you said bump helmet. You this know? is funnier. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a true story. That's a true story. Uh, he, he went to utilize his bump helmet and got a bump on the head. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Kevin, we, we, we did talk about you wanted to bring up. There's a couple different kinds of criminal people clients. you talk about during the week. Criminal during clients. The week. Yeah. There, are, there are those people that circumstances have overcome them and they've gotten themselves in a problem through no real neglect of their own they just you know wrong place wrong time wrong people to be around with and then there are those that their parents shouldn't have met (laughs) Uh, and and i had one that i talked to in the last couple of days where they said i need you to handle a ticket and i went all right well what's the ticket for uh well it's it's uh here's the date of my arraignment 
that this is not a ticket. Yeah, I got a ticket. <laughs> For what? For weed. Yeah, that's, a, that's not a ticket. You don't, get a, notice a, to you don't get a ticket for that. <laughs> that's not notice, a traffic infraction. It's, it's, a, it's a notice to appear. They didn't arrest you, probably because they didn't want to be bothered with dealing with you all night long. Now, for Kevin's uh, uh, explanation to further this for you, in many jurisdictions that still have marijuana being illegal, the marijuana notice to appear is a shorter version than a regular notice to appear, which is normally just a charging affidavit where you pick something else at the end. But a marijuana one's a special one, and it's just slightly larger than a regular traffic ticket. So it looks it, like a It looks a, lot, ticket. a lot like a ticket. Yeah. While I was having the conversation about this person who clearly was very distraught over the fact that they hadn't gone to court three times and didn't understand why they were in so much trouble. <laughs> Because, now, you know, did you say they hadn't gone to court three times? Three times. Okay. Uh, because they Surely were they, they were busy, yeah. or they or they were asleep, okay. or there was a really great party the night before. <laughs> um, I heard a very strange sound during one of their breaks in conversation, and it dawned on me that the sound I heard, I'd heard on the radio from another radio program that's in a station in the same building as ours. Here at the Caltech Studios. And it's the sound of a bong being sucked on. <laughs> it's called the bubbler. <laughs> and and I stopped and I said, are, are are what are you doing? And well, I'm really nervous and worried. And I said, that's how you got into this problem in the first place. Stop smoking weed. <laughs> well, it's how I medicate myself. Go to a doctor. Yeah, go to a doctor. Get a prescription. Move to Colorado. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, there there. You know what? This is the way it breaks down. Just because I'm holding your head underwater does not mean I'm mean trying to drown you. I may be trying to teach you to drink. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Or I, you're probably trying to wash the stupid out of their brain. Is what I'm <laughs> guessing. You can fix stupid, yeah, yeah. but it takes, yeah. as Earl says, a lot of duct tape. Glue, <laughs> sutures, and repeated trauma. I just, yeah. I just yeah. don't. I, I can't fix some of this stuff. Oh, incredible. I won't girl. quit trying, Yeah. but I sometimes hey. you, just, you can't fix it. That's what you get paid for. Right. Well, you know. I turned fear into money. Yeah, exactly. Fear of, fear of you or fear of them. <laughs> Folks, we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, up next, we should have uh, Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. Uh, we'll be following up with him. If you recall the California story about the soldier student who couldn't wear his uniform to his high school graduation, we'll be talking about that. I believe he has another story he's going to want to talk to us about. It's actually the response to the Philando Castile shooting. Stick around. We'll see you in six minutes. We'll see you after the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Okay, I'm going to hold my breath and see how long I can go. <gasps> This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. 
Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the off. Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call... 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT SIRT training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. And welcome back to the Next Level Training segment of the show. 
Hey, be sure to check out our friends at Next Level Training. That's at nextleveltraining.com and get your very own CERT SIRT training pistol. You can choose from the Model 110, which is the one that looks like the Glocks, the Model 107, which is the Smith & Wesson M&P style, and then the new pocket pistol. Don't have time to get your reps in? Well, this is how you get time to get your reps in. That's nextleveltraining.com and tell them Arms Room Radio sent you. Hey, on the line with us, we have Mr. Craig Deleuze. Craig is with the Firearms Policy Coalition uh, out of uh, California. They're protecting your, well, national rights, national rights, but uh, but West Coast rights. And that West Coast wall they're trying to uh, make sure does not get in the way of any of your constitutional rights. So, Craig, uh, welcome back to the program, sir. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys. Hey, Craig, th- thanks for joining us. I know it was uh, it was an, it was an impromptu uh with the scheduling this week, and th- just thank you for, for being able to join us like this. Uh, we talked last week on the program about a high school out in California, and and, and I bring this up, and, and um, let's see if you want to bring us in a, on a secret. I know we've mentioned it on here before, but this is a high school out in California where there was a young man who was – a member of the army. He went to the split option program. And uh, for those uh, that didn't join us last week, that means the young man between his junior and senior year in high school went away to basic training in the army. And then during the rest of the school year, his senior year, he did like a reserve status drill or a national guard status drill where he went one weekend a month to maintain his military standards. And then after he graduates high school, he goes back on active duty to go to his advanced individual training. And then he either goes active duty or reserve to his, uh, his receiving unit. Craig, there's a special law in California. Where, what, let me see here. It's Section 1 of 3, Education Code, I'm sorry, 3518.3. Notwithstanding any prov- other provision of law, a person shall have the right to wear a dress uniform to his or her branch, but, excuse me, issued to him by their branch of the armed forces while participating in the graduation ceremony of his or her high school if that person meets the requirements, which is met the requirements for graduation and basically met the requirement to wear the uniform. Well, this this young man did and was denied the right to wear that uniform at his high school. Now, Craig, I bring this up to you because you come to us with a unique understanding of this problem and and vision of this problem being a member of your local school board. Yes, sir, I am. Proud 12-year member. What is your your feeling on this? Listen, well, I... You know what? Let me go back. I know what your feeling is on this. You know, we're we're pretty much on of like minds on most things we talk about. What's uh, what's what can you verbalize about this? What would you what would you share with us about this? Well, you know, I think part of the thing to understand is, you know, most of the time when when dealing with anything that is different from a legal perspective, most school districts are always going to default to no, uh, largely because you want to get this individual's principal is not a lawyer uh his supervisor assistant superintendent deputy superintendent or whatever is unlikely to be a lawyer and chances are the superintendent is not a lawyer go even further in most cases in district cases like this if they have in in in-house counsel that counsel probably spends the majority of their time dealing with uh labor law issues dealing with employee and employment issues uh, and as and even if they have outside counsel, once again, chances are they spend very little time knowing or understanding stuff like this. So the default mechanism is generally no. Uh, and that what's frustrating about it was was that in this particular case, the principal didn't say, well, you know, let me look into it to see if that is legal. Just because you say something is is 
uh, uh, just because you don't think it is doesn't necessarily mean that it is. And when we're talking about someone being willing to or wanting to or desiring to uh, recognize service, which I think we should be, uh, we should be recognizing, recognizing individuals for their service. Here's an individual who's going to be wearing a uniform that states that I am in service of our country. I am going to be defending, uh, defending all of our liberty and freedom. I think that is something that should be encouraged, not discouraged. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting uh, point. You know, being on a, a school board like you are, you know, that sounds like a good response of not just defaulting to no, but just like you said there, perhaps saying, you know what, I, you know what, I don't know the answer to that. So hold on and let's find out. And, and like you said, that lawyer is not sitting there at the local school. They're dealing with issues from the entire district. I, you know, I'm just curious, Craig, how many schools are in uh, the, in the district that the board that you're on? Uh, we only have, we have five schools and a preschool. So we're a relatively small school district. Um, it, it, so you know, even even in a case like that, to be able to come back with an when a, with an answer. Well, once again, the first thing is that what bothers me is that the first default was to no. Right, right. Instead of saying, you know what, let me look into it. Um, let me make some calls. Let me call our district office and see what there is. Or, or I don't know, maybe a Google search of the education code. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying yeah. is is that he could have done he could have done something. I mean, I, I've had, you know, it, it does, it's not that difficult for you to, to find out the answer. But the fact that they defaulted to no, uh, to me, is, is an issue. Yeah, maybe that's just, a, you know, part of society. And, and Craig, you've got Disneyland there in, in your state of California. Uh, you know, and I hate to hark back to, to old Walt Disney's properties and his money making and uh, and. and is industry, but go to Disney World and ask somebody something. Ask them the most obscure stuff. For the most part, they know. And you listen, that's their job just to know those weird facts. But if you ask somebody at Disney World a question and they don't know, their response is, you know what? I don't know. Let's go find out the answer to that together. Exactly. And that's what that's what it should have been because, once again, here's an individual who's he's basically – Taking it upon himself. I mean, before he's even graduated, to put himself in a position to serve our country. Yeah. If it, it, it's not, it's not uh, uh, unreasonable to expect uh, that an individual, his his principal, would would make an extra effort to try and make this uh, available to him uh, to be able to do this to honor his country. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this wasn't a kid that showed up and said, "Listen, uh, I identify." As a as a scimitar, so I'd like to wear that costume uh, to graduation. You know, this this wasn't that. This that's a no. I don't have to I don't have to consult with the school board about that one. But you know, in this, state, this in state of California, that may not be a no. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We're making assumptions here. Well, just in the, <laughs> I was just rereading this argue uh, the article while you guys were talking about it, and he he checked into this ahead of time, and it was okayed by his counselor. It wasn't until the day of the event that they told him to uh, that he was going to have to put a cap and gown on over the uniform, and then he he said that that was <clears throat> prohibited by army regulations. And then he then brought up the California Education Code that Mike mentioned that said that he thought it was you know very very clear that he should be able to allowed allowed to wear the uniform in graduation. That's when they just said no. 
Yeah, and everything that I've seen, uh, Craig, again, did the follow-up since last week. It appears as though the school board is now very apologetic, and it looks like the vice principal at the school, as the kids were you know, walking through the, uh, the, the engagement area to get to the graduation floor, uh, you know, she checks the names off the list to make sure they're in order. She was the one that told them no. And so it was one of those very, very last-second uh, no. No, yeah, I, I don't care what anybody. I don't care that anybody else approved this. No, that's my decision right here, right now. And it looks like the school board is taking care of the issue with that uh, that vice principal. Well, there you go. Then. Then, then this is the case of one individual gone rogue. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exa- exactly right. So yeah, it, like you said, it's um, it's a unique circumstance. It's a it's a part of the education code that I'm sure does not come up every day you know yeah, in fact it may come up that, yeah. it, it may come up uh you know that that one day of graduation for that one student out of 500 that's actually done this you know so it's it's not a uh, it's not something that you usually see uh well now now we know here's an opportunity as it's a learning opportunity for for administrators throughout the state of california uh, to learn from this particular mistake uh, so as not to repeat it yeah, absolutely. And this is, uh, I think, throughout uh, every state, you know, there are lessons can be learned here. You know, we, we deal with issues all the time that we see uh, oppression. We talked last week about uh, censorship in a yearbook where anything yeah. that said uh, make America great again or Donald Trump for president was was edited out. But uh, I stand with her was allowed to stay in the yearbook. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, we saw some of that going on. But uh, Craig, can you stick around for another segment with us after the break? I know we've got another issue I want to discuss with you. I would be more than happy to. Outstanding. Stick around. We listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll be back in a few. Hey, greetings to all the patrons. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Self-defense issues? Max. Law. Orlando. Car crash or personal injury? Max. Law. Orlando. Does your business have a lawyer of record? Max. Law. Orlando. Gun problems? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max. Law. Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family-owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag, visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. 
cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at SealCoatFlorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Hey, this is the GunTech USA segment of the program. Don't forget to check out our friends at GunTech USA. If you're a dealer, you're a retailer, you want some product, go to GunTech USA. They're the best guys out there. All your AR needs, you could get. Oh man, it's just ridiculous. They got the new AR-10 line, and we're not supposed to be talking about that. So, uh, yeah, quit sh- talking about it. But if you want AR-10 stuff, check out GunTech USA. They now carry the full line of AR-10 products. Hey, we're uh, rejoined on the line here with Mr. Craig Deleuze. He is with the Firearms Policy Coalition. Uh, Craig, we uh, we talked last segment about an incident out of California. Now I think there's something out of Minnesota that I think we should be talking about. Uh, yes, yes. And I think you and I, we, we had a little bit of chance to talk about uh, the situation going on up in uh, up in Minnesota with Mr. Philando uh, Castillo and the, the trial relating to his shooting. Yeah, he, he just recently, I think it was uh, just about a week ago now, the, the officer that was put on trial for, and excuse me, I don't recall if it was uh, a manslaughter charge, uh, a murder two, murder three charge, or an involuntary manslaughter charge, but I know he was facing the unlawful death of Mr. Castile, and he was found not guilty on all charges there last week. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, first of all, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough situation because, you know, we, I think we, we know and we recognize uh, the risks that uh, uh, that uh, law enforcement officers take every day with every interaction uh, that they have, that they're putting their lives on the line. Um, and, and you have to weigh that with the the rights of, of individuals, in, in this particular case, a uh, right to, to keep, or in this case, to bear arms. Um, you know, this is an individual who, you know, Philando Castile, who, you know, he had a... Uh, a he had a, a concealed weapons permit. Um, he was a law-abiding citizen. Everything that I read, probably I think the worst he had ever dealt with was traffic tickets. Correct, yeah. Uh, was relatively well-known in his community. Um, you know, it it was just, it was, it, if there was a group of things that could have come together and gone wrong, in this particular case, they did. Um, the, the challenge that I think we have in this particular case is, and I, I don't know, if, have, you ever, have you had a chance to watch the, the video at all uh, i have and and there's probably uh a few that are not familiar with it if for, for those that uh, are not familiar with the video craig is referring to this was the the gentleman who uh, was in the car with his girlfriend and she 
uh, posted the video or went to Facebook Live, I believe it was. He was he was in a vehicle and had been confronted by law enforcement. And what you hear is or what you get to see, unfortunately, is him uh, having been shot and then the girlfriend talking to, uh, you know, the Facebook Live audience, uh, for, for lack of uh, you know better clarity. Right. Well, they, they've actually released the dash cam video. So you get a chance to, uh, at least from the perspective of the, the dashboard of the car, you have a chance to actually see and hear the, the entire encounter. Um, it, it's unfortunate, you know, the, the, the officer walks up to the car, you know, asks him for his license and registration, right. like hands him the license and registration, tells him that his taillight isn't working. And he says, uh, you know, then, then Philando says, well, uh, sir, I need to tell you that, uh, I do have a gun on me and, and the officer cuts him off and he says, you know, okay, well don't reach for it. He says, I'm not reaching for it. He says, don't reach for it. And it just, next thing you know, the officer draws his firearm, fires seven shots into the car. Um, you know, I, it, it, first, first and foremost, I think part of this is a lesson that we, that, that we all need to learn. Uh, those of us who choose to exercise our right to bear arms, the the importance of 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 how we handle situations like this. Uh, you know, me personally, when I encounter law enforcement, if I ever do, you know, I I keep my hands on the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep I keep my license and registration in a place where I don't have to reach into anything. They ask for it. I give it to them, and with my license, I hand them my concealed carry permit. They say, oh I, "Oh, I see you have a license to concealed carry. Are you currently armed?" I tell them yes, and I tell them where it is, and I make sure they know that I'm going to follow whatever instructions or directions they give me at that time. Yeah, and listen, that's the lesson we want to we want to tell everybody here, folks. This is this is what we're we're right. talking about. Uh, Mr. Castile uh, w- was shot by a, a police officer. He was found not guilty by uh, you know a jury of the, the members of the community there and the the lesson here you now what whatever whatever led to the stop you know the their their reasons the officer had obviously it was enough for the jury uh, of 12 to decide he was not guilty the lesson we want to get out to everyone here is is how to respond to law enforcement you know the how to respond to law enforcement and and one of the underlying things is listen you you may have uh, you may have no idea why you're getting stopped which is probably a reason that uh, Mr. Castile had no idea he was getting stopped. Mr. Castile met the description for uh, an armed, uh, you know, uh, robber, you know, someone who had robbed a bank in the neighborhood, which is why he got stopped. So this 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 cop's attention is already up. And again, I'm not trying to draw uh, or, or give excuse to why the the officer shot Mr. Castile. What we're trying to explain to you is. There may be reasons you're not aware of why you've been stopped. You know, listen, 99 times out of 100 you get stopped, it's because you blew the red light or you were going fast. But there's also the one chance that you meet the description of a kidnapping suspect that just tried to pull a little girl into a car. So awareness is going to be up. And, 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 and the way Craig is talking about how to respond to law enforcement applies to I got pulled over for blowing a red light or I got pulled over because I match a, I match a suspect's description. Well, and, and I think along with that, I think it's also important. You know, I, I I'm not a law enforcement officer, so I don't I don't know the sort of training that they go through when it comes to dealing with concealed carry permit holders. Um, I don't know. At least I, in California, I'm pretty sure there is no training on how to recognize 
a concealed carry permit, what's a valid permit and what is not a valid permit. But I, I, I also believe, I, I also have to ask, is there any uh, direction, any training on how to handle a situation like that? Because what I heard, what I recognized in this was, and this was, there was an article in the National Review where they noted that, I mean, he basically, he told the guy, don't reach for the gun. What it, it should have been, keep, keep your hands in clear view, put your hands on the steering wheel, something along the lines that says, because my guess is he was reaching for his permit. Yeah, and now listen, there was a lot in this case. Again, like we talked about, right. uh, it was alleged that, and I haven't seen the tox report or anything like that, that the officer also smelled marijuana being used. Now, listen, oh, yeah. marijuana, it dulls the senses. It makes you a little slower to respond. Perhaps that was the issue why when he told him don't reach for the permit, he reached for, or don't put your hands down. Well, the, you know, Mr. Castile's brain's going, well, I'm not reaching for the gun. I'm reaching for the permit. You know, it, maybe it just didn't make sense. I don't know. Again, not trying to make excuses. Clearly, the jury found uh, it, it, there was enough doubt there that this was a this was a negligent and criminal criminal act. Um, don't but, carry. Don't carry if you're going to be impaired. Yeah. Listen, you wouldn't do it driving, you know, uh, with uh, with alcohol. Don't do it with uh, smoking. Listen, there's there are states and we've had this conversation on here before. There are states that allow you to. Consume alcohol, or excuse me, consume marijuana. Uh, is consume right? Or take part in marijuana? Uh, consume you, is correct. Uh, on uh, on many different uh, states, and if you're going to do that, you know, don't have your don't have your legally owned firearm on you. You know, do, you know, don't be impaired and, and do this. So, it, it's 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 one of those issues that you want to you know make sure you don't mix uh, you know salt and vinegar kind of stuff. You know, or excuse me, salt and vinegar, salt and, and, and vinegar and water, also, vinegar and water. Yeah. The other thing that we need to kind of be wary of, and this is. You know, there was a case out of Florida where an individual uh, basically answered his front door with a firearm in his hand and was shot by police. Yeah, listen. Uh, got a knock at the door in the middle of the night. The, the thing is, is, is because one chooses to exercise their right to keep and bear arms does not mean that they lose other rights. But one of the things that we are kind of seeing out of the courts is, is that your your right your Second Amendment right diminishes does seems to diminish your other rights. Uh, they want to if if you wear an NRA T-shirt to school, if a student wears an NRA T-shirt to school, they have to either turn it inside out or take it off. Uh, gun stores here in California aren't a, are able to have a hand, picture of a handgun on the outside of their store or advertise on certain state-run billboards. Is is that is that right? Is that? Oh yeah, no certain certain billboards. Uh, that are controlled by the state of California, it, there's certain things that are, are not allowed to advertise. There's You're not allowed to do uh, sexually explicit content. You're not allowed to, to do uh, alcohol, and you're not allowed to do firearms. Wow. Hey, Craig, we're coming up on a break again in another 10, 15 seconds. I, I, it's unexpected. It's on the air. It's on live, uh, live radio here. You stick around for one more with us? I sure can. All right. Hold on one second. We're going to be back with Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition in California. Craig, what's the what's the website for them to get you? Firearmspolicy.org. Firearmspolicy.org. Stick around. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll be back after the break. Deltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. 
there's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we, we've, we've gone along with this interview, and I want to jump right into it. We're just going to get right back into this. We're talking to Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition, and that's firearmspolicy.org if you want to follow along with him. Uh, Craig's out of California. So, Craig, uh, welcome back to the program. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for, thanks for sticking through that last break. Hey, we left off last break talking about exercising your Second Amendment right lawfully. We, we, we use this 
Uh, we started with this when we were talking about the Philando Castile shooting out of Minnesota and the officer that had been uh, acquitted of the charges there over the past week, and there's been some violence and stuff going on there. It just brings up the point, and this is an excellent point you brought up, about how to respond with law enforcement. Uh, and the story you brought up just just for comparative purposes is there was, a, and Craig, fill me in here, there was a, there was a gentleman in Florida that uh, came to the door with a firearm when the police were coming looking for somebody else, I think. Uh, yeah, actually what happened was he was playing video games late, late one night. Uh, law enforcement had been, they were chasing a robbery suspect. They found a bike that fit the description parked outside of the, parked out, outside of this apartment complex or this home. Uh, they asked neighbors, they identified who the bike belonged to. Uh, they went and knocked on the door, did not identify themselves as police. Okay. The individual, not expecting a knock at, you know, middle of the night. Right. Uh, grabbed his firearm, opened the door. All he noticed was, a, was a, a figure standing outside with a gun pointed at him. He went to, he retreated back into the, into the uh, apartment, saw, tried to close the door, shot six times, and uh, was, was killed. Um, the and basically it was deemed uh, it's deemed a good shooting. They say they were just doing a, no, a, a, a knock and talk, knock and talk. Right. Um, and as such, the 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 victim's family wasn't even able to sue the city because they said that they had done nothing illegal. The city had done nothing, had committed no crime. And I'm like, if nothing else, and in, 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 for example, in cases like this, maybe a criminal prosecution isn't. You know, especially if if it's a, a situation where, look, it's just a series of bad things, uh, things that went wrong. Yeah. But doesn't rise to the level of criminality. When you have a case like this where an individual, I mean, at the very least, the officer made a mistake. And it, this, this, whether it's the city, the training or whoever, somebody other than just the victim needs to pay for that mistake. Um, and maybe that's where the civil process comes in. But once again, it was deemed by both a judge and a uh, and an appellate court that, well, nope, you don't. Uh, the victim's family has absolutely no right to sue, uh, even though the even though there was a clear clear and obvious mistake here. Yeah, and like you said, that's a it's a horrible set of circumstances. Here's the the police, well within their right to knock on the door. You know, looking for a suspect that uh, you know leads them to that front door. Here's a gentleman who's just you know, enjoying his his his, uh, his daily activities, playing some video games. Here's a knock at the door late at night. You know, re- responds the same way many of us probably would when you hear that. Uh, you know, knock at the door. Well, and, and it just didn't work out. And maybe maybe that's right. Uh, let me get Kevin's uh, opinion on this. Kevin, uh, this is a Florida case, and there's 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 statute in Florida. And again, I'm I'm familiar with the criminal side a little bit, not as well as you, but this sounds more more of a civil issue. Is there something banning that family from from uh, seeking a you know, restitution. My understanding is that they used what's called comparative negligence and said that the, the victim, the, 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 the decedent, was at least equally responsible for the circumstances because of their behaviors and the actions that they took that created the circumstances that surrounded their death. That notwithstanding. And that action was carrying, a, was opening the door with a gun in his face. Right. Right. It, you, you have to think about what it is you're doing don't open your door in the middle of the night if you don't know who it is don't open the door yeah you don't open the door in the middle of the night to a knock you you who is there uh candy graham okay don't open the door yeah 
Right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Land shark. Okay, don't open the door. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff's department. Can I help you with something? Yeah, we're we need to speak to you. Okay, uh, you're gonna need to call my phone number from uh, from your dispatcher so I can confirm you who you say you are. And you know what? The officer is probably gonna go, or, or deputy, or or trooper, or probably gonna say, "All right, sir, I'm gonna stay right here, and I'm gonna radio in to have you reverse called. Could you tell me your number?" Um, you got my address. Look it up. Here's my name. Look me up. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's my driver's license number. Here's better. Here's my driver's license number. Right. Look me up. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it, it, you know, maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, show me, put your ID up well, to the people, you know? Yeah. You know, come I, over I by the window. The yeah. I mean, it depends I on one how of the things that you're communicating. And I think this is, this is, I think that what a, a lot of, a lot of people are saying is, look, we all need to become more educated yeah. and understand our rights and our responsibilities as citizens and as gun owners. He, he was um, absolutely and, in his own right to walk to that door with a firearm in his yeah, hand. Yeah. But you can be dead right or you can be dead wrong, but he's still dead. Yeah. And getting killed because you got disturbed is not a good reason to lose your life. I play this game with Mark Walters all the time. What do I say to somebody when they can, I'm confronted with my firearm and they're in law enforcement? I'm armed. Here's my per- permit. Like Craig said, he, he hands them the permit with his driver's license. I do the same thing. Right. I hand them all my permits. I carry probably five different permits. I hand them all to them with my driver's license. What are all these for? Just want you to know I'm a concealed weapons holder. Oh, and here. I also put a business card in the stack. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know what? Always lawyer. You just go big or go home, right? <laughs> I'm, I may catch the ticket for sure and for certain, but he's not gonna go starting to walk all over me. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's what this comes down to, and that's the point we want to make with all of this is when you encountered by law enforcement, whether it's expected, like on a traffic stop, you know you're getting stopped, or it's at your door in the middle of the night and it's an unexpected thing, you can't see them, you don't know who they are, uh, you know, make yourself plainly obvious you know if it's in the car do the you know put your hands on the on the steering wheel roll down the windows turn on the inside lights this is what craig said he's done uh this is what i've told you we do this is what major bill has recommended to you you sit there and you go and you stay very still Mm -hmm. and you make sure Mm -hmm. they understand very clearly that i have a firearm and i'm going to do exactly what you tell me to do yep right if you're the gentleman at the door gentlemen i am not sure who you are how do i verify that with you because this is not the best neighborhood, or I've got a young, you know, young child in here. How do I verify that with you, and I will comply with you? Yeah, you know, it's something like that. We can't all be of this generation of, well, prove it. You know, the the Constitution says this, and it, you know, that doesn't do you any good. Dead on the side of the road, like Kevin's tried to make the point. No, it does not stop a sucking chest wound. Yeah, yeah. Being well, right and exercising your constitutional right does not undo. Blunt trauma from a <laughs> yeah. 357 round. Or yeah. when you're when you're teaching people, what is it that you're you're telling them uh, as far as firearms uh, encounters with law enforcement? Not much different than what we've already gone over with. Uh, the one big th- big variable that I do express upon them that unfortunately I can't teach them a standard operating procedure is each officer is going to react differently to it. You're going to have some officers that I'm going to generalize and say, 
are gun guys and not really have an issue with it. Uh, and then you are going to have some that, unfortunately, there are some law enforcement officers. I've ran into some personally that are against uh, everyday citizens carrying firearms concealed. And so you may get read the riot act. Yeah. You're just going to have to suck it up and deal with That's it. That's it. If you want to continue to exercise your rights responsibly, you, you may have to do it while biting your tongue sometimes. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I've had clients get arrested for carrying a concealed weapon. They didn't do anything illegal, but the deputy or the officer said you can't carry a firearm and they arrested him anyway yeah and and that's that, that you know what then luckily for them there's a uh, there's financial retribution for that uh when when, when an agency makes that uh, that uh, mistake uh craig how again can everybody get a hold of you uh you can find me at firearmspolicy.org or at facebook.com forward slash gun policy and there you can see morning coffee with craig also yep you can join me for a cup of joe uh, Craig, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to having you back on the program uh, two weeks. We get you back on in two weeks, if I'm if I'm correct. I will look forward to it. Firearmspolicy.org, folks. So stick around and uh, check it there. Hey, listen, that's the first hour of the program. Uh, please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready, and if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. We will see you next hour. the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at KeltechWeapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hot for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family-owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their 
vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on Gun Tech USA parts. Gun Tech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. Gun Tech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Self-defense issues? Max. Law. Orlando. Car crash or personal injury? Max. Law. Orlando. Does your business have a lawyer of record? Max. Law. Orlando. Gun problems? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max. Law. Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. Hey, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I am the host, lead guitarist, driver of the Winnebago, chief cook and bottle washer. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? I'm not even sure I can agree with you on those things. Not on those things. <laughs> um, no, what uh, What else? What am I missing? You know, the, the deputy chief cook of uh, bottle washer? <laughs> deputy chief cook. Yeah, okay. And bottle washer? Okay, Deputy yeah. Chief Cook and yeah. Bottle Washer? All right. I believe that would be above the Major Bill Chief Cook and Bottle Washer, wouldn't it be? Is the Deputy Chief above the Major Bill? Is that how that works? I'm good with that because <laughs> I've watched you wash things. I'd much rather have Bill wash things. I wash things Ooh. by hanging them out in the desert during this desert uh, sandstorm. I saw that episode of Star Trek. <laughs> hey, let me go around the room real quick and introduce my fellow patriots. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great, great-great, great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being here. Hey, on my left, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, Welcome back to the program. Hey, folks, before we get too in-depth in this segment, let me remind you, you can now hear us live on the Internet from 3 to 5 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Time. Yeah, right. Eastern Time? Eastern Time, 3 to 5 p.m. Saturdays. So if you're on the Pacific Coast, the, the West Coast, the left coast of this country, that would be noon to 2 p.m. on Saturdays, if you want to listen to us live, correct? Mm-hmm. Mountain Time would be 1 to 3 Central would be two to four. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I don't remember Hawaii time off the top of my head, so I'm gonna. I think I'm that gonna, was like plus right six over. hours. Yeah. But I promise you, I'll bring it to you next segment. You uh. will, because he is an <laughs> obsessive compulsive disorder. Hey, uh, since we bring you all things gun, all the gun time, I do have a piece of information that I've been holding on to for a little while, and uh, we have not gone over it here on the program. So I do want to, I do want to give it to you, that uh, we now have confirmation 
we have confirmation. Uh, this came out of actually out of Australia during an interview down there. Tom Cruise says they are making a Top Gun sequel. They are making a <laughs> sequel to Top Gun. Yay. Star of the original movie confirmed the long-rumored sequel on uh, this past Wednesday. It's uh, about three weeks ago now. During an interview with uh, Australian morning show Sunrise, he said it's true several times before adding that shooting would probably begin in the next year. It is definitely happening. We're getting a we're getting, now. Here's here's my theory. Here's my theory. Well, I gotta tell you something. They had to tell Val Kilmer two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start his workout program. <laughs> you gotta get back yeah. in shape. They're gonna have to feed him the Tom Hanks raw yeah. fish and seaweed diet. <laughs> Val Kilmer looks like now. Like I do now. No, well, yeah, that's good. But I was gonna say like if Jim Morrison had lived. Because he's lived that Jim Morrison lifestyle yeah. over the past yeah, he, 20 ooh. years. Yeah, he he <laughs> in, he embraced the the philosophy. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Now, too bad he didn't embrace uh, Doc Holliday philosophy. Oh, well, yeah. no, 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 because he'd be dead. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, okay, without the TV. Without the TV. <laughs> without, the, without the TV. Uh, so yeah, it looks like we're getting a we're getting a Top Gun sequel. Which uh, you which, know what? Tom just did that to save Val. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> just, 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 no, it just saved his life. Oh, yeah. Give him a put the Big Mac down. We got to talk. <laughs> Give him a purpose to get back in shape. That's right. Now, do you think that uh, Tom Cruise will be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog dew out of Hong Kong in the sequel, or no? But I bet mm-hmm. Val will. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we get uh, Anthony Edwards Goose's character uh, as a ghost? Yeah, you know, like like, like yeah. as a Jedi style, dead yeah. Jedi style. Yeah. You know, you know, like a, that could be good. Yeah, let uh, you know Maverick. Let uh, let the force be with you, or something <laughs> along those lines. I don't. I just wonder. I'm just. Does, is this now the record of time passing in between uh, sequels? Wow. Um, was it 20 plus years now? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good one. But the one I think uh, could have been the longest, which was a direct one, was um, uh, the Color of Money and uh, the Hustler. The Hustler. Yeah. The, the Hustler and the Color of Money was a very very long yeah. period of time between two movies. Also, Tom Cruise movie, I guess. Yeah, it was the second, the second I, I, one. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's gonna be in the next one because no. Mr. Newman has passed on. Correct. Um, but again, Jedi. Jedi, yeah, yeah Jedi do the Jedi trick, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. with the CGI mm-hmm. now. Which, which uh, brings up the question: uh, favorite military movies of all time? And uh, right on the spot, let me get you know get a couple from you. You know, I've got I've got my uh, my favorites. You know, what uh, what uh, you know, give me a top three. Top three of the favorite uh, military movies of all time there. And you, you want to throw a quote in or two. That's fine. You can throw a quote in or two. You know? uh, two, two of them. Yeah. No, no. Three. Oh, you got two. No, I got, you I got, got two. two. Okay. I got two. And okay. they're both from, from the period of time where I where allegedly you? might have been doing that kind of work. Okay. Um, Wild Geese. Wild Geese. Oh, okay. And Dogs mm-hmm. of War with Christopher Walken. Oh, mm. very nice. Very, very nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Any favorite? No quotes? No nothing? You good? Just good? Going to go there? You got a chance to do a Christopher Walken quote, and you're not going to do it. <laughs> I, no, yeah, you know what? I'm, I, I'll, yeah. I'll mess it up. Yeah. All this right. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You stab, you, what is it? Uh, you, you're talking to my guy all wrong. <laughs> you do it again, I'll stab you in the face with a fork. <laughs> Or, or whatever it was. Or Earl, you got any, uh, any any good uh, military movies? Any classics? Uh, no classics. The one that first jumps to my mind just for its realism, uh, it's not that old. Well, actually now it probably is close to five years old, uh, is uh, Act of Valor, where they took oh, actual yeah. Yeah. Navy special yeah. operations personnel and right. made them actors yeah. for the realism versus trying to make actors like uh, military special operations. And one thing that sticks out in my mind of this movie is it did something that Hollywood hasn't done since the 30s. They had live fire ammunition 
on set that they they filmed. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone. I'm not not spoiling or uh, doing any uh, spoilers here. They had a scene where the uh, swift boats came in to pull the guys out, and all the scenes with the uh, every machine gun on the boat, including the mini guns, showing them making one whole big cargo boat uh, truck into Swiss cheese. That was real. That was real. That was real. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. Um, I've got a I've got a couple. It's tough to always pick from, and if you ask me tomorrow, I might have different ones. I'm the same way. But uh, today, it's always been in there. My top three is Catch 22, and Catch 22 is it's really listen. That's it's the fog of the war. It's the it's the craziness of the military. It's it's all of that, and it shows it shows it all. It's 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 all right there. Another one just because. You know, not as historically accurate. It's got some Hollywood in it, but it, but it, it it has the embodiment of him is is Patton, is a, is an is an incredible movie to see to see what uh, what old George did. And now you know he channeled him. Yeah, and listen, you're talking about two years of that man's life. You know, and rather rather than the uh, the 62, you know that uh, that we really had. And uh, then I think the the last final one would be uh, Major League, uh, because I love baseball. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, that's that's uh, always bringing it around. Always bringing it around. Just a bit outside. You know? uh, <laughs> ball yeah. four, ball eight, ball twelve. <laughs> You're late. <laughs> so, so do love the baseball. Um, hey, so uh, folks, stick around. We got uh, we got the remainder of the program here for you. Uh, we're gonna have Major Bill on this hour, and uh, just just some uh, some real good stuff planned. So stick around. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Caltech Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech. 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, don't forget, coming up this September 29th, 30th, and October 1st, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st, in Dallas, Texas, you've got the Gun Rights Policy Conference. That's the Gun Rights Policy Conference hosted by the Second Amendment Foundation. Come meet national gun rights leaders and your fellow grassroots activists at the 32nd Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. This is a once-a-year chance to network and get an insider look and plan pro-gun rights strategies for the coming year. Kevin, this, tell me I'm right, Earl. This, this is this is a great place. You actually get to go and hobnob. First off, the you know uh, Mr. Alan Gottlieb, the, uh, the the bow tie gun guy is going to be there, yeah. and so you get you know he's the he's the he's the king of them all. But you, I mean, there's 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 national leaders on gun rights issues there, and you're literally sitting down, having a beverage with them, having a meal, you know, talking at the table, and you get to engage in 
you know, the policy making decisions with these guys at the conference, during the conference, lunch at the conference, after the conference. It's really incredible if you've never had the opportunity. This is not a, a shot show esque type thing where you're just looking at guns. You're with the, the leaders in this industry. This is what I would refer to as state of the art in firearms legislation and policy. Yeah, and everything from the local levels to state levels all the way up to, you know, the, the national level on, on these topics. Yeah, wasn't it last year when we went, uh, when it was in uh, Florida? That's that's where we uh, met and struck up the wonderful relationship we have with uh, Craig. Yeah, with Craig out there and, and of course, the, their video guy, uh, Billy. And, you know, oh, we, we yeah. followed up that oh, relationship yeah. and at SHOT Show and, and every place else, uh, you know, since. And that's Craig's a guest on the program from the relationship there. And look what Craig's doing out there. You know, oh, obviously yeah. what he's doing out on the whole West Coast. These are the kind of people... You get to come meet and just hang out with and, and discuss policy, your concerns, your issues, and you get to bring them to the attention of the people that are making these decisions. So so come on out to the Gun Rights Policy Conference, Dallas, Texas, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Go check them out. It's, it's saf.org slash grpc, saf.org slash grpc. Uh, Kevin, we, got, we had another topic during the break, but this one seemed to be better. We came up with, we want to talk about carbine rifles and uh, I, I'm very interested in the fact that there are several manufacturers uh, some of who I represent right. some of who I don't uh, that are coming out with pistol level AR-15 platforms pistol caliber pistol caliber yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Pistol, pistol caliber, caliber. there we go yeah. uh, AR-15 platforms um, that appear to be designed specifically to be in competition, quite honestly, with the Keltec Sub 2000. Yeah, I think they're a little bit different in purpose, though. But, I, you but know, they me... are, but they're they're. I, I like the Sub 2000. Yeah, it's a, it's a very compact platform, but I don't know that I'd want to try to. It's a survival rifle. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a. Oh, oh dear, oh dear! Everything has completely gone wrong. Oh yeah, in it's the a, universe. You know, listen, the the foldability, foldability, the uh, that's, compactability that's of now. it, the you know, yeah. the, be able to fold the rifle and put it in the backpack, put it behind the back seat. Um, it is made from a lot of the polymers. Whether you you know you, you whatever your opinion on polymer is, uh, it's it's done Glock well for the past yeah, you know it's, thirty it's years or so. Pretty weather yeah. resistant. Yeah. So uh-huh. you know that's that's not an issue. But it is designed to be lightweight, foldable, and put away weapon. Now. Uh, listen, we go, uh, we, we do our, our, our steer challenges, we go out and do our shootings. I take a an AR carbine that's one that I made uh, with a 9mm adapter kit, magwell kit, that I got from our friends at Spike Tactical, mm-hmm. and it uses old Colt magazines. Now, I shoot a, a Glock 9mm on one hip, and I, and I go with the, the AR with the Colt mags on the left. Now, Kevin, this is the point you brought up, and I want to make sure we get to talk to everybody. I'm using two different mags. You are? Yes. I'm using two different mags. Now, listen, even if I have a sub-2000, I can use it the same 17 mags or 19 mags from a Glock put in there, or I can go out and get the 33-round, the 27-round larger stick mags, but they'll still go back and forth between the two firearms. Between the sub-2000 right. and your Glock. They'll they'll run in both platforms. And I might continue to use a, a sub-2000 in those type of scenarios because it's a controlled environment. It's not uh, the heavy-duty aluminum guns that uh, you're talking about. An it's not AR. a battle rifle. Right, exactly. exactly. It, it, the, yeah. the Sub-2000 was never And designed, I love the Sub-2000, and it's, it's a great gun. never designed to be a battle rifle. Yeah. It's a survival rifle. Right. You shoot it as frequently as necessary. Yeah. Okay? It is designed to take a suppressor. It's designed to be very user-friendly and and and... and live in a harsh environment, yeah. but it's not designed to run 10,000 rounds through. 
Right. It, yeah. It's not. It, that's not its design. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the the the, the sub two thousand is a survival rifle. It's a everything is going wrong rifle. It's not really set up to be a battle rifle. It, it doesn't. It doesn't lend itself to being a battle rifle. Yeah, listen, if, if it was a, your last resort rifle, it's in the kind of vehicle, it's in the kind of truck, it's great. I don't know what the round count in is, is on it. I, I've got, uh, you know, several hundred rounds through mine, but I've never taken it out like an AR and done it. So I, I can't say either way. I know that, listen, I know if you're telling me, do I want one? Yes, is my answer. Well, well yeah. if, if I've got to go from Orlando to my home that's approximately 35 miles away, right. and I'm going to have to fight my way there, I'd rather have a sub-2000 than a Glock pistol. Sure, um, and which yeah. is what it's for, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if I've got my druthers, I'm going to take a different model of Kel-Tec rifle that's in 308 and set up with some accoutrements. Yeah, there are battle, battle rifles. There are much Kel-Tec bigger caliber, rifles, yeah. much bigger rifle. caliber. Yeah. But the, my point with all this was there are manufacturers now coming out with Glock magazine styled AR-15s. That's the difference here between the Keltec Sub 2000 survival rifle, you know, sport rifle. This is a dedicated battle rifle. It is in, it, in, in it, Glock magazine capability. Right. It in it it's being picked up by certain military branches that are placing orders for those to be used by their operators in 45. The 45 will also be able to accommodate the 10 millimeter uh, magazines. And then the 40 cal, which will take the 9-millimeter mag, mags and the 357 Sig mags. And there are manufacturers out there making barrels for all five of those calibers. So you could buy two AR-15 lowers, one in a 45 or 10-millimeter configuration, and run two different calibers, and then get the 40 cal, 357, 9-millimeter lower and run three barrels in that configuration. And if you set it up right, you would have in your arsenal every modern caliber that you might find during some kind of catastrophe that was available for you to uh, collect. Let me put it that way. Right. Yeah. Right. I think what it comes down to is right tool for the right job. And at this point, there's a new tool on the market. There is. Yes. yes. I mean, can you imagine if you could carry an AR-15 in 10 millimeter? As your backup gun for a bear hunt. Oh, yeah. You're, that you're would gonna be nice. you're gonna go bow hunting for for grizzly. Right. But that's your backup. Right. Okay. That that's not a bad backup. Yeah. You know you well I had a you know I had a 44 Magnum revolver. Yeah. The, I'm gonna go with the hot loaded 10 millimeter with the 30 round stick mag. Yeah. That's 30 rounds of 10 mil. That's uh, it's got to be 18, 19 pounds right there by itself. <laughs> yeah, it's a grizzly bear. Okay, it's a grizzly bear. Yeah, I'm I want to be able to lift all my of it. I want to be able to lift my arms and shoot the grizzly bear too. Do you, do you know why? Because I couldn't carry a minigun. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have him with me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where's your donk? I couldn't make it. It's, <laughs> the minigun's too heavy. Schedules didn't work out. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, um, I know our friends at Spikes Tactical make a very nice. Uh, Carbine caliber uh, AR now. I, I actually heard that they're going to have last round hold open function for the bolt. I believe that's what I saw last yeah. time I was up there in the bowels of the uh, the, the, the the black the, the, the skunk the, works the, factory. The, the, inner, yeah. the inner workings. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. inner workings. Yeah. So I, I know they've they've got some great stuff going on, and you guys can you know listen, give them a call Spikes Tactical. 
com, and I'm yes. they, don't, they don't even know we're pumping them. No, I may call them tomorrow and tell them they owe me a T-shirt or something, but uh, they don't even know we're talking about the product here. <laughs> I like Arena. to get the hats. Get the hats. Oh, Kevin is a hat guy. I am a hat guy. He is a hat guy. I wear them uh, backwards, gangster style. Yeah, and and but it's the kind with the strap on the front. So when you take them off, you've got that very strange uh, sunburn. sunburn right there yeah. on your forehead. Yeah, like a half <laughs> it's like moon, a rising sun, like a little half moon on the, on your forehead. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's uh, okay. We got uh, more show coming up for you when we get back. We've got uh, Fallen Hero. We've got Major Bill will be joining us next segment, and uh, he's got uh, some interesting stories. So stick around. He's got some uh, he's got some interesting story coming up, and I like how Major Bill doesn't always go with the pro law enforcement. Here's an issue where. The city has done some cops wrong, and, and he's mm. going to be talking about it. So we're we're going to when Major Bill gets on on the program, we'll be uh, we'll be delving into that story. So stick around. More program to coming up. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Ground control to Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family-owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on Gun Tech USA parts. Gun Tech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. Gun Tech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hop for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Specialist Carter A. Gamble, Jr. died June 24, 2007, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Gamble, 24, of Seymour, Indiana, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 
15th Infantry Regiment, 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 3rd Infantry Division, Fort Benning, Georgia. He was killed in action in Daraya, Iraq, of wounds sustained from enemy small arms fire. Gamble's uncle, now retired Jackson County Sheriff Mark Larman, told the Seymour Tribune that his nephew grew up in Georgia. Gamble was married to his wife Peggy of Seymour, Indiana, and she now lives in Fort Benning, Georgia. At the time of his death, they had a two-year-old daughter, and his wife was pregnant with their second child, according to Sheriff Lehman. Army Specialist Carter A. Gamble, Jr., you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960. And I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Kevin, thank you again for sponsoring uh, the Fallen Hero segment. Uh, Folks, if you have anybody out there you'd like to hear on Fallen Hero, whether it be a family friend, relative, somebody you read in the newspaper, saw in a movie, please get a hold of us. It's at armsroomradio.com, armsroomradio.com, and it'd be an honor to have them on the Fallen Hero segment of the program. Hey, on the line with us, we have Major Bill. Major Bill is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Uh, Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. How are you doing today, sir? Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys, I'm doing great. How are you all doing today? Uh, doing, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. What um, What's news in the, uh, in the in the world of law enforcement this week? Well, if you remember last week uh, when we jumped on Google Earth, where did we go? We went to Los Angeles. That's right. So if you didn't delete your browser history, which you should always do anyway, uh, (laughs) we're going to go back out to Los Angeles because I have an update for you on our... On our explorers who stole the explorers. This was the explorer and the explorer call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. The explorers and the explorers. Uh, the investigation has widened out there with the Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, Chief Charlie Beck has announced at the latest police commission meeting uh, this past Tuesday that four more arrests have been made on police uh, cadets or police explorers, as they're more commonly known. Uh, but out there, it's the police cadet program in connection with the uh, theft and joyriding of the marked police cars uh, that we talked about last week. Uh, four more cadets were arrested out of the 77th Street Division uh, in connection with this. And the investigation has found out that their access uh, to what's called the kit room uh, out there now. LAPD normally doesn't have take-home cars. Right. Uh, what they do is the officers will go to the kit room, and uh, they used to have, from what I understand, an officer that was assigned full-time to the kit room, and that's where they have all the equipment. And they would, that's where they issue out all the the equipment the officer would need for the day uh, along with the vehicles. Right. Um, so during this investigation, it was found out that the cadets had somehow had gotten access to this, and were able to take not only the vehicles, but it turned out that they also had uh, access to uh, some uh, ballistic vests, a taser, and uh, some police radios uh, without anybody noticing this uh, equipment going missing. And 
the further investigation revealed that one of these vehicles had been missing since sometime in May. No way. Uh, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and that there was over a thousand unaccounted for miles on the vehicle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, oh boy. putting their training to good use, or maybe to not so much good use, uh, it was discovered that some of these cadets actually conducted a traffic stop <laughs> on somebody out there. Uh, but they did let the person off with a warning. They did not write them anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that was they, mighty they, nice they of them. They gave them a, a stern talking to <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and let them go. So we had a missing vehicle that was missing for several weeks, had a thousand miles of, uh, of unaccounted um, mileage on the vehicle, along with a ballistic vest, two tasers, and two police radios. Now, of course, you know, the police union uh, jumps in on this and says that since this goes to show that uh, where they have uh, with LAPD, just like with uh, a lot of people who are suffering from a shortage of manpower, that they don't have enough manpower to assign somebody full-time to the kit room. So they assigned uh, uh, police where, cadets, right? Is that what you're saying? So they assigned police cadets. Well, right? I, I'm not saying they, <laughs> they assigned the cadets out there <laughs> to help them, but they don't have anybody out there assigned full-time. And that particularly with the 77 Street Station, uh, that this is a major problem out there with uh, accounting for equipment at this particular station, if not department-wide. Right. Uh, and that it shows that, you know, an inadequate kit room security at LAPD stations. And it's a consequence of having too few police officers working in the city. And it's going to continue uh, unless some bold action is taken. And this is what's quoted from the Los Angeles police protectively in, in their written statement. Uh, now, Beck, uh, Chief Beck, has suspended the cadet program out there at the 77th Street Station, along at, with the Pacific Station, because one of the cadets that was arrested was based out of there. And the captains of those stations, uh, or all the stations, are, meet, are, are meeting with the cadets at those divisions. Now, the cadet program, again, I don't want to disparage every cadet that's out there. They have over 2,300 cadets that are involved in the program out there. Mike, you were involved in the Police Explorer program. I was involved in the Police Explorer program. That's how I got my, my start. It's a wonderful, wonderful program. And these cadets, before they go out there, they go through an 18-week training program. And just like with, with law enforcement, I'm not going to disparage uh, every one of them. We're talking about seven kids out of 2,300 um, that are out there. They, they, they want to learn about law enforcement. They want to be involved. Um, and this is kind of funny reading about it uh, it, it. With This is embarrassing for the department, yes. But this is a great program. We want to see it continue, but there has to be checks and balances with it as well. Yeah, now, and I think... Young- I think one of the first things I would I would I would recommend, uh, you know, now that the the precinct captains there are having or the division captains are having the cadets in to have these meetings with them, they should probably put an officer out in the parking lot and see if the cadets are showing up in marked patrol cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, could, that, that way they wouldn't have a they, they wouldn't have a vehicle missing for three or four weeks. Well, th- that might be a might be a good idea. See if you know they're trying to sneak one in, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, who knows? But. Uh, they, they're having a graduation come up, and uh, 
GFEC has ordered uh, that every cadet will be there, whether they're part of the graduation or not, uh, so that I guess he can speak to them as well. Okay. Uh, you know, this is one of those things again. Uh, yeah, it's funny for us to laugh about it. You know, have we had thoughts about that as as uh, a, a cadet of out there driving a, a squad car on our own? Yeah, we we have. Uh, but to actually go out there and do it, well, that's a whole another a uh, whole nother issue. Yeah, I mean, we had and, just we went out and got one that looked like a squad car and made it work. You know, it's just you know, <laughs> yeah. you, that's you know, that's what we did. You know, we don't steal. Come on, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, that's that's going uh, outside the outside your lane there. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be but, curious to know, find. I'd be curious to find out. Um, I, I know Chief Beck, and I remember when he called out for cadets, and we don't have enough time to cover it this time. Maybe something we'll follow up on later, but. Uh, I wonder if there were any standards lowered or anything like that when they brought these cadets in, because I know they were trying to fill those those cadet programs. And uh, listen, I'm sure there's been many, many successes. You know, it sounds like you got uh, 2,293 success stories and only seven failures. So, yeah. you know, those those are pretty good odds. But yeah, um, I, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Major, thank you for the update on the story. Uh, we appreciate it. And hopefully we get you back in here next week uh, as planned. Uh, but until then, please, please be safe out there. Uh, thank you very much, guys, and to all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember to wear your vest or wear your seatbelt. Check your six. Always go home at the end of your shift. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, guys, we'll see you right after the break. is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to the program. Last segment already. I'm not, I'm not sure how it happens, but you, you got us here. We're at Arms Room Radio, and the time just goes by. We have such a great time every week, and, you know, and here we are ready to finish up the two hours. Hey, we still got a bunch of, a bunch of show to do, so sit back, enjoy, put your seatbelts on, and, uh, and hold on tight, because here we go. Harold, you were telling me about a story earlier. we we got to make sure we hit it. We're going to jump on it now. It's the national reciprocity. Yes. Now, yeah, this the, is... The Virginia shooting has triggered some legislative actions in D.C., that it brought that forward again. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, Kevin, you and I had been talking about this, uh, you know, over, over the course of the week, and we talked about it a little bit on the break. The National Reciprocity Act. Well, it it the the one they just put into DC. Yeah, well, that's the we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get, that's what that's the one I want to get to with okay. you. You know, but to, just to update everybody tuning in, all everybody all all the good folks listening to the program, everything that we've been talking to you about over the past couple of months. Um, this is actually prior to even the election. This was one right. of uh, the, the, the president's I, yeah, agenda items. The idea was that if you have a concealed carry permit of whatever variety there may be, because they're called a bunch of different things, uh, if you've got one. It's got to be honored by every other state, just like it, you would honor a marriage license or a driver's license. The, well, you know what? That's, that brings up a good point. Um, full faith and credit clause, Article 1 of the Constitution. Why aren't concealed weapons permits uncovered under full faith and credit clause? Well, if you ask anybody in New York uh, City, they'll say, because guns are bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and driving licenses isn't, and Correct. marriages aren't. Right. right. I think what they'll fall back on is, or the training standards, or it's a shall issue versus a may issue. We want the ability to say no, just like we could say no to a driver's license. All right. I, I will make this clear and on the record, and anyone who wants to can come challenge me on it. But I think that you should have training before you get married, because yeah. it is a far more dangerous thing to do. Well, 
than to carry a firearm. Many of the churches still require it. Many, many, many of the religions still require it. Yeah, but the state doesn't. Correct. Correct. And yeah. you know what? You should have to get a license to have children. Yeah. Because yeah, that's should. way more dangerous than yeah. carrying a firearm. True. True. Because them, them kids, they'll put you in the grave. They'll put you right in the grave. They, yeah. If you don't raise them right, they'll put other people in the grave, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but but yeah that you know that's that's the reason is there's many states out there and they'll fall back on well the training criteria the training criteria is different so we're not going going to allow it just like if you have a a New York driver's license in New York it's 17 years old to to have an operator's driver's license whereas in uh, if I'm wrong North Dakota I'm sorry but in North Dakota it's 14 to have a driver's license. You I had my driver's license at 14 in Alabama. Okay. Well, you can't go from Alabama with a 14 year, as a 14-year-old with a driver's license expect to drive in New York City because their minimum standard is 17. It, yet, no, no. The horse didn't care. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> the yeah, horse yeah. Didn't but care. Maybe, maybe it's unfair to compare Alabama and North Dakota to New York's crazy, ridiculous rules because right. for the most part, like you said, if as long as there is a standard or as long as there is the uh, the full faith and credit clause, nobody has written into that, meet a minimum standard. But that's what seems to be the states that are anti-gun, that are anti-constitution, they seem to be falling back on. Well, let's get them secede. Just throw yeah. them out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Throw them out. Well, right. We can invade them and they can get aid for the rest of their existence. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, what we're talking about, what brought this uh, topic up is the under the National Reciprocity Act, just like Kevin explained, you have a concealed weapons permit from any state. Uh, you know, and I think now it's 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 all on state levels. I think most of the states have gone to a uh, preemption clause where yeah, there there are not many county permits anymore. Correct or, or parish permits. Correct, and I think there there's still plenty that are issued by the counties or the parishes, but they're good throughout the state. Right, they're state level licensure. Where at the last one I can think where you needed one specifically for a county, I think it was Clark County in in uh, in Nevada. When I was a younger person, uh, you got a permit by firearm by the jurisdiction in which you lived and you couldn't carry it outside the county right right but it was for only one serial number yeah you couldn't carry anything else but that one serial number and, that's and it was written similar. on a card yeah it was a business card from the sheriff and that yeah yeah exactly yeah the, the old uh untouchable style i get a permit for that and it's a business card <laughs> well, yeah, from the chief of police yeah. well yeah it was the, i think in that case it was the mayor but yeah it's the same thing that that's you you got a you got a piece of paper yeah but remember, back then, driver's licenses were pieces of paper. Oh, I, I remember like, them remember Plastic quite well. was something that came from China. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. wasn't good for anything. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what's happened? And again, the National Reciprocity Act. National Reciprocity Act is uh, allow, will allow you, if you have a valid permit, any state to carry in any other state. Now, there's st- the, the fine details have yet to be worked out. Like in uh, California, you can't have a magazine with more than 10 rounds in it. Uh, if I happen to be in Georgia, I, there's no restriction. I could carry a 17-round magazine. At, well, when I go to California, do I or do I not have to you know, carry just a 10-round magazine? Is there a caliber restriction, as there are in some states? That's, That's why those... we need national preemption of firearms. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think that um, you know, that might be a little bit more of a grasp uh, initially because – the reciprocity is one thing one, to fight that, and once we get that, then perhaps the reciprocity. But remember, of the conservative party, the right-wing party, has pushed the power down to the states. I can't see them saying, push the power down to the states, accept this, keep this one with us. But it is a constitutional right, so you know they, they do push out First Amendment laws. They do push out Fourth Amendment laws. Why not push out Second Amendment laws? Brown versus Board of Education. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Terry, Terry versus Ohio. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Miranda. Yeah, yeah Arizona. Uh, 
All right. So what what what's come out of the shooting in Alexandria is uh, the DC Personal Protection Reciprocity Act. Now, let me explain to you what this is. This is forcing the District of Columbia to recognize the firearms permit from any other jurisdiction. Now, this is specific. This is not national reciprocity. This is if you have it from anywhere in the nation, you have to acknowledge it in the District of Columbia. Which, now, is, which is hilarious because you can't get one in the District of Columbia. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, this is clearly meant to make – this is clearly meant to allow congressional uh, members, uh, House, Senate, that if they have – or you know anybody on their staff, I guess. If they ha- if there's anyone that has a concealed weapons permit from any place else in the country, it's good in D.C. Now, I know what you're saying, Mike, Kevin, Earl. How is that possible? Because they they you know they can't uh, make a law that applies only to the District of Columbia. They're Congress. They make national laws. And well, they also carry the weight to make laws for just the D.C. district. The the D.C. City Council refuses to honor carry permits from any other state. The Constitution, however, gives Congress the power to override the City Council and pass its own laws governing gun carry within the city. I remember, I believe the phrase that's used to describe that is booyah. Yeah, yeah booyah, exactly right. The the Congress has the power, and the Congress is, is the one who authorizes the budget for the city of D.C., excuse me, for the District of Columbia. Uh, so they have that authority. It's special authority. You don't hear about it usually when you're outside the district because it doesn't make any difference to you. You know, it's, it's, it's what, what difference does it make what the D.C. You know, road and maintenance budget is if I live in Omaha? I don't, I don't care. You know, I want to know what Congress is doing for the nation, not what they're doing for uh, my, my individual, you know, roads and streets. So... So this is this is here's where I feel this is a good thing. Yes, because it'll allow more firearms to be carried, less rights to be infringed upon, and and, and people individuals to be safer. Where where I fear this is bad, where I feel this is bad, and where I fear it is bad, is because this is Congress making something that clearly applies to themselves. There will be others that benefit from it. There'll be others that benefit from it, but this clearly benefits the members of Congress. I, I believe. And I don't think anything should be done to benefit them without benefiting the rest I, of the public. I don't know that I agree with that because some pigs are more equal than others. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Orwell, yes. And yes. Mr. Adam Form. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what so. has me s- s- interested is if you're a D.C. resident, can you go to Utah and get a concealed weapons permit and then come back to D.C. and be allowed to carry your firearm. Yeah, not seeing that in here. Not seeing that in here at all from what I'm reading. And Kevin's referring to there are many states out there where you can get a non-resident permit. Right. Um, this would allow you to uh, you have a permit in that state. Listen, I have, we have all, we, all of us sitting here at the table. Many of you out there have non-resident permits from other places. We all have firearms training. We want to go some. We could go certain places. We want to... Uh, you know, exercise our rights, but they don't have reciprocity in my state, so I take their non-resident uh, test, and I'm allowed to carry a firearm in their state. You know, and then that's the question: is will the people that are in D.C. not that are not allowed to have one because D.C. does not issue one, just go across the border into Virginia because Virginia has a non-resident permit? So can I go to Virginia, get a non-resident permit, and carry in my resident state of, of D.C.? Theoretically, under this new legislation, you might be able to. Yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. Hey, and that's it, folks. That's that's the show for the week. Uh, another great week. I want to thank all of our guests, uh, Craig Deleuze from Firearms Policy Coalition. Of course, uh, Major Bill for, for, for joining us again. Hey, if you want to do some advertising, check us out at armsroomradio.com. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of us, and we've still got some advertising slots available for you, so many different methods. Uh, but, uh, you know, listen, where that's it for the week. So until next week, please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly.
If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone, and we'll see you next week. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 